All right, guys, we know you love the Chargers, but you also probably love saving money, too. And Mercury Insurance can help you with that because Chargers fans save an average of $769 with Mercury. That'll get you great seats for the next game and jerseys for the whole family, too. So what are you waiting for? Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com to see how much you could save. It only takes a few minutes to switch, and it could save you a lot of money. Don't wait. Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com. Savings info based on 2019 California Department of Insurance Rate Comparison Profile 38A. Individual savings may vary. All right, guys, welcome to the final drive presented by Mercury Insurance. Along with Haley Elwood and Eric Williams of ESPN, I'm Chris Harry. After the Chargers lose a heartbreaker, to say the least, 23-20 in Nashville. Eric, let's just start with you, man. You've covered this team a lot. That was as difficult a loss overall in the NFL this year. Yeah, just the way it played out. I mean, it seemed like they won that game on three different you know, opportunities, and then to to not win it. Um, when you went in and talked to guys in the locker room, I still think they really hadn't processed the fact that they had lost. They're still kind of in a state of disbelief or shock that it it went down like that. So yeah, it was it was definitely a, a tough loss. You know, maybe the toughest loss uh, for Anthony Linder and his tenure with the team. You think back at it, you know, Jaguars. Obviously, that was a tough one. Uh, the first year, mm-hmm. um, but this one really stands out just because of the way that it played out, and and it seemed like at the end, after you know getting behind by double digits, that they kind of worked their back way back into it, and they were gonna they're gonna win it, um, and then to lose like that, um, it's got to be tough for the players, um, but you know it's a it's a pretty resilient group, I think. Um, I'm interested to see how guys respond this week. I thought. Joey Bosa's comments in the locker room was yeah, telling that. He tweeted that out last night. And, you know, Joey isn't a guy that talks very much Correct, in the locker yeah. room. So when he says something, I think it, it carries a lot of weight inside the locker room. So when guys, I think, hear Bosa, not only when he talks like that, but the way he played. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played with such a sense of urgency. That could kind of rally guys around him. Um, and so, you know, I I think they needed to hear that. Um because again, two and five, it hasn't been great. No, <laughs> obviously, you're last in the division. But you still have a lot of season. It you still haven't played the Chiefs yet. You play them twice. Um, there's still some games out in front of them that they could potentially work them their way back into it. But obviously, a lot has to change. Well, this one was the one that you could you could have looked back on and said, "Hey, this may have been the, the season altering win mm-hmm. to get you to three and four going into Chicago, and, and Haley, you and I were on the goal line. Mm-hmm. The gamut of emotions <clears throat> over like the last two minutes of that game. Uh, the team, like you said, they probably thought they had it won a couple different times. Sure. Hunter um, Henry said that. Yeah. He was like, we we had it won twice. Yeah, yeah and, and it's true. Yeah. But referees hands without touchdown. To be down 23-13, come all the way back, despite not having the ball for 20 minutes of the second half, yes. Haley. So much to me about this game and the outcome of this game was going to come down to who had the ball last. Because I felt like, obviously, it was 10-10 going into the fourth quarter. The Chargers got within three towards the end of the fourth quarter. And I just felt like it was kind of trending that way. Of whoever was going to hold on to the ball last was going to be the one to either make a play or hold on to the lead and then win. Obviously, the defense gets that stop on fourth down. The offense gets the ball back with, I think, like a little over two and a half to go. But then the ending happened. 
Mm-hmm. And it didn't trend that way. But it just felt like that the whole game. And final you know, time of possession, the Titans held the ball for 32 minutes. The Chargers 27 made a difference. It did. Because the, the Chargers had the ball for a majority of the first quarter, I believe. Yeah. But that's that second half, beginning of that second yeah. half, 11 minutes. You and I looked at each we other looked at, at I'm one like, point. Is this, is this a misprint? Yeah. So the defense, they were on the field for a long time, Eric. They were sure. gassed. But you mentioned Joey Bosa. That was one of his finest halves of football. Man, he was all over the football field. He had two sacks. He had just that bully push of Ryan Tannehill in that third quarter, I believe it was. Yeah, uh, just rocked him. He, he rocked him. Uh, he was a, a man among boys. And, and to not have three-fourths of your defensive line, uh, I thought the defense held up for the most part, at least put them in a position to win the ballgame. you got to give him a lot of credit for that, that fourth down stand where they were able to keep Tannehill from, from getting fourth mm-hmm. and inches, and they were able to get the ball back to their offense. Um, so, yeah, you're right. They were on the field a lot, but but when they needed to, to make a play – you know, they, they, they did that to get the ball back to their offense. And to me, that's been one of the the, the undertold stories of the season has really been how the defense has played at times. You know, that whole bend but don't, don't break. break, you know, Gus Bradley defense. Um, they've given up a lot of yards, but they really haven't given up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. And, and it's allowed their offense to have opportunities to, to, to continue to stay in the game and, and to potentially win games and – you know, basically the season comes down to the goal-to-goal situations. You know, five turnovers and goal-to-goal situations. I mean, that's that's two or three games swung, you know, a different way. We could be talking about five and two instead of two and five. Mm-hmm. Can I add something about Joey really quick? Because his comments yesterday reminded me when he was a rookie in 2016, the Chargers won five and 11. Mm-hmm. And I remember they were in a little bit of a downward stretch, and he had said something in the locker room of he wasn't used to losing. Yeah. He came from a winning program at Ohio State. But the thing that's so amazing about Joey is the effort that he puts in. He ended up winning Defensive Rookie of the Year that season and earning those honors. And it's just, you saw that effort yesterday. In just 12 games. Yeah, in just 12 games, exactly, because he missed, he missed the first quarter. But hearing him yesterday sort of reminded me of that season and just what an amazing, not only guy on the field he is but also off in terms of trying to rally and be that guy in that locker room great for that point. defense competitor mm-hmm. right yeah offensively I think the elephant in the room right is the running game right now mm-hmm. can't get the running game going each of the last three weeks uh 39 yards rushing Ooh. 1.9 as a team uh, I will say Austin Eckler came through big today Sunday rather seven catches 118 yards that touchdown let's hear from Austin and then we'll react. That's tough, man. Every loss, especially in the situation we're at now where we feel like we're just beating ourselves, beating ourselves, and you just come up short in a game like this where you know, it was a little bit more complete of just offense playing all right and then defense playing all right. Like, we're trying to get that complete game of all of us playing well together. And it just seems like we get in our situation, these situations where it's always close at the end. And, you know, they're a good team. You know, shout out to them, you know, for playing well as well. So, um, we just... Man, I just keep coming up short in these in these tough situations where I just feel like it's just little things. It's through, even throughout the game because I feel like what do we have like forty rushing yards or something like that. So it's like we got to get our balance back as far as you know being an offense that can run and throw the ball. And then lastly, at two and five, obviously you talk about kind of needing to put a complete game together, but where does that start? <laughs> practice. You got to practice, man. You got to practice because right now our problem is consistency. We're not consistent. Where do you where do you become consistent? Practice. So, what TD told us, you know, TD talked to us uh, 
before the game. He's like, look, he's like, yeah, I've been on a t- team that was 16 and one or seven, 15 and one, wherever they were. He's like, and shoot, there was a lot more talent than on this team than we had there. But they just practice, they practice it, and they did it on the field. You know, we can talk about it all this, but you have to actually go out and execute. And it starts in practice, it starts on Monday, and then in the run, weight room, film, all of it. You got to get our consistency rolling. That was Haley with Austin Eckler after the game Sunday night. And he said a word that Coach Lynn used last week, execute, execution. And the goal-to-go situations, Eric, you mentioned the execution just has not been there. Austin has had his struggles at the one. You know, obviously Melvin with the fumble at the one. It's just something that this team's going to have to get corrected. Yeah, and and I think uh, Austin mentioned it. It is the practice reps. And I think one of the things we have to acknowledge is, you know, Melvin uh, didn't have training camp. Wasn't here for most of the off season, um, you know. Didn't play the first what, three or four games, four games because he didn't play against Miami. Um, that's a lot of reps. That's a lot of, of 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 looks that you don't get, you know, week in and week out, where you see the pitcher and you can adjust and, and your your vision as a runner um, is improved. Um, and, and we're seeing that. I think Melvin's averaging a little over two yards a carry since he's been back. And we know Melvin's a better player than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the expectations are, are high because of the situation that, you know, to be honest, he created on his own. He's the one that held out. Um, so he's got to meet that um, in, in terms of, you know, again, we're not at practice, but – it's got to be there in terms of his consistent practice and his work ethic and what he's putting into it. And then that has to translate to the games. And I'm, I'm interested to see um, if they're able to get that rectified. Um, I thought it was good that you pointed out the fact that Austin, you know, didn't have a whole lot of rushing yards, but his, his uh, impact in the passing game was tremendous yes. and able to create mismatches. And he's always been able to do that since he joined the team three years ago. I, I think they need to continue to kind of lean on that aspect um, to, to really kind of take some pressure off of running the football. I mean, I, I know one year, I can't remember if it was 14 or, or 13, um, but it was early on when I covered the team. They, they really struggled like like now running the football. And at one point they just said, screw it. <laughs> We're not going to worry about running the football. We're just going to throw it. And I, it, it just kind of took so much pressure off the offense to just kind of know, okay, this is how we're going to move the football. Um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised that at some point they kind of they, – they do that. Because I believe Wizenut was here when, when, they, when, they, when they went to that style of offense. And, and it was effective for a time until they were able to, to create some balance by running the football. Haley, I found this interesting. 24 first downs for the Chargers, only two by rushing, three by penalty, 19 by pass, yeah. which aligns with a lot of what you were just saying. And you never want to use injuries – as a reason for struggling, but this offensive line, when you don't have Russell Kung and Mike yeah. Pouncey and Forrest Lamp gets hurt and you move Scott Quisenberry to center and Dan Feeney goes to left guard, um, I thought those guys held their own, but it's a problem not having two Pro Bowl players out of the lineup. It absolutely is, and I think that's the other sort of side note with the practice reps is that has been a constant influx part of the offense the entire season in regards to you knew, though, going in, during training camp, going into the season, you weren't going to have Russell, at least for a period of time. But they established things, but then Pouncey gets hurt. You have some shuffling going on. You bring Forrest Lamp, and then in this game, Lamp gets hurt. 
you bring in Scott at center, you move Feeney back. Now, another question mark is Russell. Is he going to be available this week? Is he going to be available at some point this season? Mm -hmm. And then you have another sort of reshuffling again of, obviously, he's a Pro Bowl player and and a very high-caliber player, but he hasn't played football in a while. He hasn't had those reps and everything like that. And he's kind of coming back to a line that has had to work without him for a period of time. So there will be shuffling again. So again, it's sort of another sort of adjustment period that could end up happening given his return to the line as well. And then you got Khalil Mack coming on Sunday too, which is tough for former, anybody. Former it, doesn't Raider. it doesn't matter if you have former Raider. The Chargers know all about him. Game wrecker. He's game a game wrecker. wrecker. He is a game wrecker. I, I just want to tag in on what Hilly said. And, and you, it's great that you mention all that because I think it's true. Mm-hmm. But then look at last year. I think Pouncey played 16 games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many Russell played, but it was a majority of the season. So those two guys were there week in and week out. Mainstays. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that the, off, the offense yeah. is better. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's right to point out that they're juggling the offensive line. That said, they still probably should be a little bit different when you look at the, the record. Defensively, We'll say this every week, too. When you don't have a Derwin James or an Adrian Phillips really helping guys, younger guys, put them in positions to be successful. I think I talked about that with you yeah. or somebody last week. That means a great deal. And I think all things considered, the defense put the team in a position to win at the end of that Tennessee game. But, guys, we'll keep this one short and sweet. Any any closing thoughts as we get to Chicago week? You know, I'm just hoping for a win. So I can be on the podcast and and know still that, not hedge on after a win. Yeah, I, you know I I, I you know, I'm saying it right now, Chargers are going to beat the Bears. There you go. Okay, just putting that out there. Good. I think this. I think I think they've reached rock bottom. There might be another level there, but I I, I think this is I think this is the week where they they kind of figured things out and and are humbled to the point where. They start to understand themselves a little bit, and and uh, you know you get Trubisky who's not playing very well, offense that's struggling to run the football. Mm-hmm. Um, defense is obviously very good, and you got to go on the road. But uh, and to go off that Joey quote, he said you're going to find out mm-hmm. who who wants it, yeah, who wants to continue to fight, and, and this is a great week to find out. I was watching Sunday NFL Countdown yesterday in my hotel room, just kind of getting ready before the game. And they were talking about the Sunday night game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. And Rex Ryan had said he was picking the Cowboys to win. He said, it's just really hard to lose four games in a row in this league. (laughs) He said, it's just hard. It's hard to do that. So just based on that, he goes, I really feel like they're going to turn it around. And they did. They did. So to kind of go off Eric's point, maybe this is the week that they kind of just really dig deep and find out, okay, who's in? Is anyone out? Because if we're in, we're all in together, and we got to get this done. Everybody was burying the Cowboys after losing to the Jets, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this this team's not going to make the playoffs. Guess what? They won thirty-seven to ten over the Eagles. NFC East isn't looking too hot right no. now. I would love to have a, a happier podcast with Eric Williams because twenty nineteen has not been kind to us <laughs> in that department. But uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Eric Eric's prediction is correct, and uh, we have a, a happy locker room next Sunday. Appreciate you guys listening to The Final Drive presented by Mercury Insurance. For Eric Williams and Haley Elwood, I'm Chris Harry.